We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, people? Lucky Lefty Podcast, the Anor Boys. We'll be in the building shortly. Left is swerving through LA traffic, trying to get home. Brought to you by Anor Whiskey, AnorWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnorWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. You know what I'm saying? CFB Nation. That's where we're hosted, presented by Twisted Tea. Hey, hey, smooth and melodic right here on a Thursday night. Man, have you guys seen this transfer portal, man? Like, you know Notre Dame is active, but boy, oh boy. Woo, you talk about the wild, wild west. It's crazy. We'll get to. Look, Audrey Estimate says goodbye, right? Along with Joe Alt, Blake Fisher. But that cat Riley Mills says, I got one more in me. That cat Jack Kaiser says, I got one more in me. So this defense might not be as young and green as we think next year. Oh, boy. We're going to talk about this defense and whether or not they can up the ante against a less challenging schedule, even with the unknowns. Right now, I think we would all agree that the 2024 schedule in comparison to the 2023 schedule is not as rigorous as some might say. And then... We're going to talk about the breaking news that Jamal Banks, Wake's Forest wide receiver, is going to be visiting Notre Dame. Could he be that third addition via the transfer portal at the wide receiver position? Go to YouTube right now, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and like the videos, man, because it helps us out. We appreciate it, right? But most of all, check out the poll question of the day, the LL poll question of the day. If you didn't get over YouTube, then you might as well go ahead and give your answer in the chat. Who will be the best player for the Fighting Irish in 2024? Who will be the best player for the Fighting Irish in 2024? Your options are Riley Leonard, Benjamin Morrison, Xavier Watts, Jeremiah Love, or other. Once again, Riley Leonard, Benjamin Morrison, Xavier Watts or Jeremiah Love. Dude, I am shocked. I am shocked at who is leading in this vote right now. It is crazy. And it is by a wide margin, a much wider margin. Because I, I put them put this person in the options because I knew people would have high expectations. But at 43%, Jeremiah Love is like running away with this vote. Notre Dame fans really, really think that this young man is going to be the cat's meow for the Fighting Irish next year. Good gracious. It is incredible. 
Matter of fact, I see my boy Ryan Roberts in the chat. Ryan, why don't you go ahead and jump in with me, bro? Go ahead and jump in with me. Let's have some fun. Malik's going to be in a little late, L.A. traffic. But, yo, I would love for my guy Double R. We'll be doing the recruiting show tomorrow. And I believe Carson's corner is going to be back. That cat Carson Hobbs is absolutely hilarious, bro. He's hilarious. I love that kid. I love that kid. Ryan Roberts dropped a clip from his interview on his uh, page. And, uh, yo, I was dying laughing. He is... This kid, the reason I love this kid is because he is the type of kid that gets under your skin if you're a teammate, but you absolutely love him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. right maybe some of you guys have like family members that are like that anybody have a family member like that where they get under your skin but you absolutely love them that's that's that cat carson hobbs man that's that cat carson hobbs so let me tell you guys a story man of why we're actually going on tonight and we didn't hit you guys this morning at 11 o'clock my sister calls me last night and she's brother I'm moving tomorrow. Can you please help me move? First of all, I'm like, why don't you wait until the day before to hit me up? Like, man, let me know so I can clear my schedule. I said, but it's cool. You know, I can do some things differently and move the schedule around, right? I said, I'm going to be over there early because my show is 11, at 11. She says, okay, cool. I get over to her condo. She's moving to a new condo and do maybe a 15-minute trip to the new con condo. She doesn't have that much stuff, so I'm thinking, let me get over here. My nephews are there. Knock this out. Get back. Do the 11 o'clock show. Make it happen, right? Man, I get over here. I walk in, and she is just now putting stuff in boxes taping boxes and i'm looking like you have got to be kidding me like you just started packing up this place and when i tell you man you're talking about somebody getting under your skin this is that sister that gets under my skin because her mouth is just like a hundred miles per hour right so a two to three hour project turns into a forever project left was waiting on me all day and then he had to go pick up the kids yeah bro she man she got me bro she got me and on top of that i paid for lunch for her and my nephews then i finally got home about what six something said i'm not gonna rush the show got something to eat hit left he was like yo i'm in route to the crib and so here we are, eight o'clock on a Thursday night. But I'm here because I love you guys. So that's what's up. Give me your, your uh, let's get to the bag right now. Your GTV questions, load them up right now. 
Load them up right now. K-Mac, I appreciate that, man. I think I'm a good dude, but, man, you know, if I if I faked her out, moms would have hit me on the hip real fast. Like, um, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, man, Marcel, you have you can understand. <laughs> man, it's amazing. So let's talk about this poll question as you guys get to the bag with your comments and your questions, and then we'll get to that. And then we'll get into a little bit of Riley Mills and Jack Kaiser and what that could possibly mean for the defense. Um, it's imperative because I thought the poll question was interesting, right? And uh, I thought it was interesting because, you know, the majority of time, and this is not always true, but the majority of time in football, at every level, the quarterback is viewed as the best player on the team. So it, I was intrigued to see, after Riley Leonard joined the Fighting Irish, how many of the Notre Dame fan base, how many people would consider him the best player on the team next year? And currently, I think Riley Leonard is running third in the voting, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he's running neck and neck with Xavier Watts right now, third in the voting. Benjamin Morrison sits at 25%. Jeremiah Love, that's updated, is at 42%. Benjamin Morrison is at 24%. Riley Leonard is at 16%. And Xavier Watts is at 13%. And 4% says other. And then if you think it's somebody else, put it in the chat. If you, if, if, you, if you believe the best player on the squad is going to be somebody besides the names that are aforementioned, that are the options in the poll, let me know. Let me know. All right. Let me start these questions so I don't miss them as the chat continues, guys. Give me a second. All right. I got you guys. So that's very interesting to me that Riley Leonard is running third seeing that he's the quarterback seeing the type of guy he is coming from Duke with plenty of promise plenty of plenty of talent I wouldn't say plenty of skill it's the difference between talent and skill I think his skill can be upgraded I think that's going to be on Gino Gadouli and Jared Parker to help improve his skill, which is something I think he probably wants to improve upon to improve his status and give him a better chance of going high in the first round in the 2024-25 uh, draft. So I just think the vote right now is very interesting. And maybe the vote is representative of the caution that Notre Dame fans are showing with Riley Leonard because of Sam Hartman and how the season played out, which honestly is understandable. Uh, it's not fair. Well, it is fair because it's understandable. Like I understand why people would be slow to jump on the same Heisman bandwagon that people jumped on when it came to Sam Hartman. So, uh, I get it. I get it. But yo, Benjamin, Benjamin Morrison has a lot of love, dude. And I think that's incredible. I was watching uh Ryan Roberts today, and I think Ryan Roberts, if I'm not mistaken, said if Benjamin Morrison had come out this year, that he would have been a late first round, early second round pick. And I think the one thing he said Benjamin Morrison needs to improve upon is the physicality of the game. Like playing through contact and coverage and then also coming up and run support, right? And we've seen that. We've seen Benjamin Morrison. I don't know if people have literally hit the truck stick on him, but I've seen them like lower their heads and kind of you know, force Benjamin Morrison to kind of hold on for dear life. Uh, 
But it's very interesting, guys. Is that Riley Leonard? Does Riley Leonard need to be the best player? So now here's the next question based upon the poll. Does Riley Leonard need to be the best player on the team for Notre Dame to make the playoffs and advance in the playoffs? I'll give you guys a few seconds. I'll give you guys a few seconds. Does Riley Mills, not Riley Mills, I just saw somebody type Riley Mills. Does Riley Leonard need to be the best player on the team in 2024 in order for Notre Dame to make the playoffs and advance in the playoffs? Let me know. While you guys load up your responses, man, it was great to see two veterans, Riley Mills, defensive tackle, and also Jack Kaiser, put out that they're coming back for one more campaign with the Fighting Irish in 2024. One of the things we worried about with this defense is that it would be extremely talented, but yet green, right? Back end would be okay. Um, if I had to bet, I would say it's about 65-35, in my opinion, as Xavier Watts returns. And if Xavier Watts returns with Benjamin Morrison, Jaden Mickey, Christian Gray, the back end is going to be pretty good, right? But now you got Howard Cross and Riley Mills return, right? You have the young guys at defensive tackle also showing flashes, getting better, another offseason getting stronger, which the strength and conditioning coach is paramount, paramount. Three names have come to the forefront. Uh, you can go to Irish Breakdown. I believe there is a um, discussion on the uh, New Champions Lounge where Brian uh, Driscoll kind of gave three guys, strength kitchen, a strength guy from Alabama strength, who's from Indiana and has ties to the Indiana um, South Bend area, the Wisconsin strength and conditioning coach who Marcus Freeman of course, is familiar with, has a relationship with. And Mike Brown, the new wide receiver coach, just came from there. And then I think the other guy is from Pitt, if I'm not mistaken. So those are three names to watch when it comes to strength and conditioning coach. And uh, talking to some people, heard good things about all of those guys, right? I know, I know, you know, are we going to get another Cincinnati guy, another guy connected to the Marcus Freeman, Luke Fickle tree? Hey, only time can tell, right? I know the guy from Alabama. Immediately, immediately when you hear Alabama, like your ears perked up, right? Like, oh my God, we can get somebody that's actually on the Alabama staff. I mean, you know what? That actually would be a pretty good trade. Like, you guys got Tommy. Send us that guy, and let's roll out. You guys got Tommy. Send us that guy, and let's roll out. The defense is going to be, and I said this before the announcements, I really thought the defense had a chance to really be more than solid, be more impactful, and have more sacks, more tackles for loss. Now, with the addition of R.J. Oban, who I think is an upgrade on JBB, in my opinion, more in his repertoire, a little bit more twitchier with the same power, right? So let's say that is the case. And that transitions to the field, right? And then you get some of the other guys, right? I see Junior Tulamaka moves, you know, to big end away from Viper. And let's say, you know, Bubakar Traore takes that step. Josh Burnham takes that step at Viper. Uh, they continue to use Jalen Sneed at Viper. We just have so many options, man. So many options and depth. Now, I will say this. Jack Kaiser was the backup. 
middle linebacker. When Bertrand went down. Both times J.D. Bertrand went down. Jack Kaiser was the middle linebacker. If Jack Kaiser is coming back, I do not want him to come back. Drake Bowen needs to be the middle linebacker. It's going to be very interesting to see this season if you feel more comfortable going into the bowl game with Jack Kaiser as the backup or the guy that's going to be taking snaps at middle linebacker, okay. But when the calendar flips, Drake Bowen needs to be your guy because he needs to get used to being the captain of that defense, right? Even if he doesn't have a C on his chest, if you're the middle linebacker, dude, people are looking at you on defense. You are one of the commanders of that defense when it comes to communication and getting everybody lined up. Give that responsibility and give uh, time to Drake Bowen to establish himself in that responsibility in the offseason. Now, of course, it should be earned. It should be earned. I'm not saying just hand him the job. But, I mean, if he's the next guy up, he should get the first opportunity at the middle linebacker position. He should absolutely get the first opportunity. So that's something uh, that is that's something that bears watching. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. So after the bowl game, Drake Bourne needs to be that dude. If you want to put Jack Kaiser at one of the other uh, positions, uh, we want to have him at Rover. Jack Kaiser, this season, the benefit of having Jack Kaiser come back is that he's played all positions. He's played all positions, right? He is phenomenal, in my opinion, as a Rover. Phenomenal. Put him there, right? But as far as Drake Bowen, if he's going to be that dude, let him be that dude. I understand why you might not have wanted to throw him into the fire this season and you wanted to get him some more reps on the field without him having to have the responsibility of communicating and calling everything, even though Al Golden has publicly said he trusts him in that area. You want to save him. Give him a full offseason to really become acclimated in that area. Totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. But when the calendar flips, man, Drake Bourne should be the guy at that position. He should absolutely be the guy, right? Nolan Ziegler, um, I mean, they're going to battle it out in the spring. They're going to battle it out in the spring. Nolan Ziegler is going to be somebody to watch. If you saw the video, this dude was on the treadmill running like 21 miles per hour. It's good to see him back healthy uh, physically and mentally as well. Yo, that adds depth. Jay Nosberry, people, this is a young man that could really take off next year. This is a young man that can really, look, I was blessed to be able to go to spring, didn't get to see the practices in the fall, but when I was there in the spring, it was obvious that the most instinctive linebackers were Jay Nosberry and Drake Bowen. Now you add Kingston into the mix because Kingston is 
uber talented, crazy instincts, right? But it's Al Golden's defense, which is has been simplified since his first season as defensive coordinator, but it still has its complexities. It still has its complexities. So KVA gets there in January. Can he catch up or catch the veteran guys by the time the spring comes around to where he just walks on the field and his talent takes over? That's going to do. That middle linebacker position or the linebacker position in general is going to be the most fun. I'm going to do. Because usually defensive backs, when we go as a staff and we're watching practices, Defensive backs and wide receivers are my assignment. Defensive backs and, and wide receivers. And do I, I might ask to be reassigned to the linebackers. That's how intrigued I am by the competition, the depth, and the talent at that position, and what could end up being an absolute monster spring of competition at Notre Dame. If there was one spring, I would go out and bring the best linebackers in the country from the class of 25 and the class of 26 to watch practices. It would be this year because everybody's going to be flying around. Everybody, right? And if the freshmen that 25 and 26 recruits would be watching is KVA, man, let the good times roll. Absolutely let the good times roll. So Jack Kaiser coming back is so beneficial, man, because we were going to be short of leadership. Jack Kaiser gives you leadership at the linebacker, the second level. From the back end, Ben Morrison is a quiet leader. Xavier Watts is probably a little bit more vocal. So you have leadership back there. And then with Howard Cross and Raleigh Mills up front, now you have leadership on every level of the defense. Every level of the defense. Every single level of the defense. So I am super excited, super excited for what's to come. And Raleigh Mills and Kaiser are huge retentions, huge retentions. But it's Notre Dame defense on and off the field right and once again if drake bowen is given the keys i would much rather he have somebody like jack kaiser that's actually done it next to him while he's become acclimated or having the keys at the middle linebacker position that's absolutely fantastic we get the combination guys of riley mills and howard cross once again if you go look they are the hockey assists in college football, what I mean by that, you go to pro football focus and look at the pressures that they were able to put forth from a statistical standpoint and where they rank, I believe they can get better. And you know why they can get better? Because that position is getting deeper. Jason Onye is going to take a step forward, right? So now they can go hard on reps because they should have more trust in guys like Jason Onye. Donovan Heinish, Sean Civiliano Jr., and all the Gabriel Rubio and the rest of the guys, Devin Houston, and everybody else that's coming up at that position, right? Yo, those youngsters should be nice undergirding for what Riley Mills and Howard Cross should be able to do. So with those two guys coming back, uh, I expect huge, huge things from the Notre Dame defense right? At least to level off and stay at the same level. I don't expect a dip. We'll see. I do expect teams to attack them in the run game early and then challenge them in pass coverage as well. But that's a more athletic linebacker group. So they should be able to cover in the passing game a little bit more. And if these linebackers can cover, 
if these linebackers can cover, because Al Golden did a lot to cover up for the linebackers not being great in coverage. If these young linebackers can cover, which I believe they can cover much better than the linebackers we had, now Al Golden can really go into his trick bag, really get aggressive, right? You get a kid like Jaden Osbury who can just flat out go take a tight end out the game, or you don't have to worry about wheel routes. And the wheel route has really hurt Notre Dame, I would say, for the last two to three seasons, man. That wheel route has really hurt Notre Dame in certain games. But when you get linebackers that are really athletic, that should be able to solve some issues and open up Pandora's box and allow Al Golden to get in his bag, man. He's already in his bag, but good grief. If you think Al Golden, if Al Golden gets linebackers that can cover with defensive backs that can cover and safeties like Xavier Watts, Mixed in with, you know, one of the youngsters, a Don Schuler, or one of the other youngsters at safety. Man, if you if you think he liked the blitz this year, oh, he's probably gonna just man go balls out, just crazy. Now, Aldrich Estimate says his goodbye, and. Um, it's funny because we had a poll and the poll question, if I'm not mistaken, let me pull it up. Cause I want to see how the numbers, the people, people, you guys still vote like weeks after the poll has ended and we've discussed it. Here it is. This was from three weeks ago. Where does Aldrich Estimate rank in the all-time running back list at Notre Dame? Top three, top five, top ten, number one. The majority of you guys had him top ten or even top five. Now, with that being said, how much of a loss is Aldrich Estimate in your opinion? How much of a loss? Because it seems like the response to social media was very much congratulatory. Uh, there's no real beef about him opting out of the bowl game, even though he's not about to get drafted in the first round. Maybe late second, third round, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yo, for the most part, Notre Dame fans have been very congratulatory. Towards Audrey SMA. No real beef about him opting out of the game. Uh, nothing but respect for what he's given to the program and nothing but love for what he's given to the program. And, and with that being said, um, yeah, I'm going to miss seven. I'm going to miss seven. He was fun to watch. I remember the first time I saw him on the practice field. And uh, I remember hitting Brian Driscoll like, yo, for this dude to be this big, he has some really, he's really light on his feet. He has some great feet. And I think he got better as a runner. He improved every year as a running back, right? I think Logan Diggs might have been the better running back last year all around. And I think Aldrich kind of took the challenge once Logan Diggs transferred that he was going to be that dominant guy. And I can nitpick with certain things, but I'm not. I'm not going to take anything away from his day. Uh, he deserves the respect and the congratulations that he's getting from the fan base. And, uh, yo, I hope he performs well at the Combine. Senior Bowl, Pro Day, whatever he's involved in, man, my prayers, eternal blessings, and eternal favor, and a huge thank you uh, from all Irish fans, Lucky Lefty Podcast, and myself personally. Uh, he's a yes, I agree totally. Uh, 
text ending, he is a great steward of Notre Dame football. And I'm going to miss the big fella. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss the big fella, man. But on the field, I don't know if he's going to be missed that much. Yo, with the talent that's going to be in that running back room, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be missed that much. And maybe that's one of the reasons why fans are like, or part of the reason fans are like, thank you, big guy. We appreciate you. Thank you. We appreciate you. And so, would I love to watch him one more time in the Sun Bowl? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, hey, Ed Garrett, hey, yes, Chris, uh, not Chris Garrett, uh, Newton, he probably will skip the 40 at the pro day. Um, but hey, he has so much tape running away from defenders. North Carolina State, Duke, other games, he's shown that once he gets into the open, he has enough speed to break big runs. He has that, you know, so it'll be up to him whether or not he wants to go ahead. And um, I would love to see him in Chicago, man. I really would. He would be a great compliment to Khalil Herbert, who's been injured most of this year, but he led the NFL in yards per carry last year for the Chicago Bears. So having that speed back in Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson is the power back, more the power back, but he's nowhere near as big as Audrey Estime. And the Bears struggle, even though Deontay Foreman has kind of stepped into that place, the Bears struggle with short yardage. And uh, it will be, man, it will be fun to see that big fella with the C on the side of his helmet. And I'm sure all Notre Dame fans, whoever you cheer for across this country and across this nation in the NFL, I'm sure you would love to see Audrey Estime putting your team's helmet on as well at the running back position. That's just the type of player and a young man he's been at Notre Dame that I think all of us will want to see him um, on our NFL squad. And then last but not least, um, Blake Fisher, Perfect world. Oh, okay, he could have come back. Joe Alt had no chance. Dude, we knew Joe Alt was leaving last offseason. Like, I knew the Gator Bowl was the last bowl game I would ever see Joe Alt in. I knew that last December. So, um, that wasn't shocking, right? Uh, shout out to J.D. Bertrand. Originally, he got the East, uh, the Shrine Bowl invitation. Now he received the Senior Bowl invitation and more than likely will be going to the Senior Bowl. So congratulations to that young man. But if there was, if there was one person that I would beg to come back if I had the opportunity, and you know what? That's the second LL question of the day. If there was one player that you could beg, you had five minutes to beg this young man to give Notre Dame one more season, who would it be? Here's the kicker, though. Here's the kicker. Before you type in your answers, here's the kicker. You can't choose Joe Alt. You can't choose Joe Alt. If you have five minutes to sit with a guy and say, yo, come back, who would it be? Joe Alt is not an option for that cat. Joe Alt, you have no shot convincing Joe Alt to come back. I'm trying to be realistic. I believe Cam Hart is out of um, eligibility. All right, so Jamal Banks, wide receiver from Wake Forest. Uh, made it known that he will be visiting Notre Dame this weekend, right? And if you watch the Wake Forest game against Notre Dame, you know that he's a lefty, and you know that he has a pretty good arm 
you know, that uh, double reverse or that reverse pass that they ran to uh, lead to an eventual score in the first half. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they ended up tying the game at seven on that drive uh, with a nine-yard touchdown by the running back, and he threw a very nice pass on that reverse pass. And uh, so we know he's an option for, you know, passing the ball on a trick play. <laughs> He is 2023 preseason uh, Athlon first team all ACC preseason field steel third team all ACC and uh, 2022 all ACC honorable mention with Sam Hartman as his quarterback. Uh, very talented man. He loves contested catches. If you go watch his highlights, contested catches, he gets it done. 59 receptions on the year. That would have led Notre Dame. <laughs> 653 yards, four touchdowns. That's 11 yards clip per uh, catch. And the quarterback situation at Wake Forest was tumultuous, to say the least, right? He's improved steadily. He only had one reception as a freshman, five as a sophomore. Improved in his junior year to 42 receptions. He had more yards per catch with Sam Hartman as well. He had more touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns with Sam Hartman in 22 and had 15 yards per reception. So, you know, who are you going to get now with Riley Leonard with a better quarterback than he had this year where his yards per catch went down and his touchdown production went down? So he's a very intriguing prospect in the transfer portal. Very intriguing. I watched him. I like his physicality. 6'4", 205, that right there within itself. You know, you get Bo Collins as a big body, and you come back with this guy, and it seems like he was a big-time red zone touchdown producer when he had Sam Hartman, and that kind of took a step back with the young quarterbacks that they had this year, both of the young quarterbacks. And I think Wake Forest went through and Dave Clawson went through three quarterbacks this year, if I'm not mistaken. So Notre Dame could be getting a red zone specialist in Jamal Banks if they can seal the deal and if he's the right fit. It seems like the uh, ship might have sailed on Josh Kelly, which I think all of us would have loved for Chris Mitchell, Bo Collins, and Josh Kelly to have been the three receivers that Notre Dame was able to lock down in the transfer portal. That trio would have been absolutely amazing for the program to get. But if it ends up being Chris Mitchell, Bo Collins, and Jamal Banks, it is really a nice recovery from the firing of Chancey Stuckey, having to find Mike Brown as your new wide receiver coach, and the receivers that were lost in the transfer portal with Rico Flores, Chris Tyree, who's at Virginia now. Shout out to you, young man. Hope you have great success next year. Braylon James and Tobias Merriweather. Great recovery. Great recovery. Cam Williams, super excited. Can't wait to get on campus, man. I'm supposed to actually link up with Cam uh, over the Christmas break and uh, chop it up with him at one of his favorite spots out there by the crib. Um, so it, it should be pretty um, interesting, to say the least, to see how things play out with this visit with Jamal Banks. And I'm sure Riley Leonard is going to be there. Um, it's going to be a great weekend. Notre Dame, the one thing I love is that Notre Dame is taking advantage and learned from what we saw Georgia and Alabama do. They got a lot of, I think, Justice Haynes, Justice Haynes, Caleb Downs, and I think there was one more Alabama freshman that actually took part in practices, bowl practices with Alabama last year. They actually took part in bowl practices. And that, yo, man, I think the benefits were, because Justice Haynes was definitely the third running back and was actually getting carries towards the end of the year. So, you know, those bold practices, 
think C.J. Carr is taking part in some bowl practices. Notre Dame has some of his uh, possible 24 commits. I mean, 25 commits, I'm sorry, coming to practices. Notre Dame is kind of catching up and taking advantage of the exposure of the bowl practice, not only to you know incoming freshmen, but also some guys that could be committing to the program in the 25 class, which, you know, we're literally, what, a week away from National Signing Day. Everything, step away from the ledge. This class is intact. I feel a lot more comfortable with this class a week away from signing day than I did with the 23 class a week away from signing day. Far more comfortable. All right, everybody's locked in. I think they're on their third Zoom meeting. They had a third Zoom meeting over the last two weeks, two or three weeks. The Notre Dame coaching staff has been on the road this week. Uh, they've been seeing 24 commits, but they've also been going to see, they were in Chris Mitchell's home recently, right? Which is funny because John Mitchell, Chris Mitchell's younger brother, had a visit from the Penn State staff. If I'm not mistaken, like shortly before Notre Dame showed up or the day before Notre Dame showed up to check on Chris Mitchell. So um, it's hot and heavy, man. This is the new norm, right? The mixture of National Signing Day along with the transfer portal and everything that's going on crazy. It's absolutely amazing. Um, so there you have it. I think, oh, Mitch Jeter, the kicker from, uh, at first I thought, I had to go look at the highlight. I thought he was the one that actually threw the touchdown uh, from that funky formation when South Carolina lined up originally to kick a field goal and then motioned out to that funky formation, but he was actually split out. And I believe it was the punter that threw the touchdown uh, on that play. And where South Carolina, I think, took the lead 14-7 in that game at that point in time. So Miss Jeter, who has been very consistent at South Carolina, very consistent. His stats were more consistent than Schrader before he transferred to Notre Dame. So statistically, we're getting a guy that is like 90%, mid-90% consistent. I don't know if he has as strong as a leg as Schrader, but Mitch Jeter, uh, Marty Biaggi got his guy in the transfer portal for Notre Dame. Sid Irish, I couldn't agree with you more, my brother. And uh, I've been, I, man, I like your Blue Devils this year. I really do. I love Filipowski. I love Proctor. And I love that freshman. I love that freshman. Looking forward to see how seeing how they develop and how they play in ACC play. But I'm very intrigued. I think Proctor and Filipowski would definitely be a lottery picks come this summer. So we'll see. And of course, you know, Duke always has to have a Chicago connection at the head coach, right? Coach K, Chicago, his predecessor, Chicago. Because we know how to hoop. We know how to hoop. We know what basketball is all about, baby. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. Yo, NC Notre Dame fan, you talking that trash already? One of the greatest rivalries, rivalries in all the sports, Duke, North Carolina. NC Notre Dame fan talking trash already. No, San Diego State, man, is one of those teams because of their style of play. Um, the uh, transfer, the big guy that transferred to Arizona, that's a huge loss. Uh, Johnson, I think his last name is. I think his last name is Johnson. That was a huge loss for you guys at San Diego State. A huge loss. If they had kept him and continued to add via the transfer portal like they do, and the, Brian, he, may, you know, he does a heck of a job. That cat, I mean, that coach does a heck of a job, heck of a job recruiting to his style of play. So I think San Diego State will be okay. Will they make a championship run? Man, never met because heck, it, it took a lot. They had a lot of moments towards the end end of games to get to the Final Four and a championship game. Yeah, he was a big time loss 
to Arizona. Absolutely was, man. If you watch that matchup that they had at Cameron Indoor, he made some big-time plays in that game to allow Arizona to leave Cameron with that victory over Duke. So, man, I'm getting ready to watch my Illini take on uh, Missouri and bragging rights coming up this weekend. You know, doesn't get any better than that. My boy, Coach Vic, if you're not on here, I'm, I'm sure you're going to be watching. So you and I will be doing some trash talking this weekend. Bragging rights, St. Louis, Scott Trade, Illinois, Missouri. Illinois, Illinois is, is solid. It's solid. It's solid. Northwest, let me tell you something, man. People need to recognize the job that Chris Collins is doing because if you missed it, Chicago State went up to Welsh Ryan last night and defeated Northwestern 75 to 73. I keep telling people, man, Chris Collins is an incredible. Somebody needs to come fetch Chris Collins. Chris Collins does an incredible job because this team is not that talented, man. They're not that talented. And on an off night, they can lose to a team like Chicago State. But he has them coached and developed so well that they can go out and beat a number two ranked Purdue like they already have in Big Ten play. So salute. That, that game last night showed me, yo, this cat Chris Collins, he can coach his butt off. Because last night they just didn't have it. They were missing everything from the field, turnovers, mistakes. Couldn't keep the quick guards, quick forwards from Chicago State in front of them. Um, absolutely great coaching job. Because Northwestern has been, that's like, they made the tournament, is it three times in the last five years? Dude, Northwestern had, a mate, had not made the NCAA tournament in almost 30 years. 20-something years. And Chris Collins more than likely is going to make it again this year. So, hey. Hey, guys, look, I've been begging B. Driss to let me combine uh, high school recruiting, high school basketball recruiting with my football duties. So pray that he allows me to do that next year. Because I do. I would love because basketball is much easier. You're talking about five to seven kids per cycle, really, that a coach is in on. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.